G'day and welcome to the fourth edition of the Uni Podcast. Um, I'm speaking on a fairly sombre note because there is some bad news that has happened. Um, firstly, I'd like to address, we had a car accident for one of our players, uh, our import Will Jacks. Corey, would you like to um, say how he's going? Yeah, so on the phone with before, um, he's all good. Cars, it's struggling, um, but other than that, he's all good. Um, got out of it, luckily, escaped any injury at all, so can't wait to see him Saturday. So that's, that's a good. And the other bad news is, Matty? I'm actually going to say that's good news. Um, most of the listeners who have seen the Instagram post thought Matt Birrell will be on the show, but um, we've upgraded to a guy called Sean. Would you like to say what your full name is? Sean Stewart, yeah. I'm actually quite disappointed this is not on, on the podcast. But this is a good opportunity to jump into the limelight. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm a bit taken aback, a bit nervous, but <laughs> I'm going to get up. Well, I'm I'm glad glad we're glad to have you. Um, and also to the podcast, we have Vivian Paver, um, the best-looking bloke at the club. Ooh, that's, hi, Viv. Hi, Max. That's, that's very generous, but I appreciate the sentiment all the same. Thanks for having me. All right, let's get started. So we have... The news sponsored by the Channel 9 Wide World of Sports segment first up. Firstly, David Moody took taking polls for the Warriors. Yep, so I think he took three five. Today? Um, three five today in, in WA's ground with Tasmania in the first innings. So it's good for Moody, good bounce back from last game, and that was a tough, tough little toil against Victoria, so it's good to see him bounce back and be amongst the wickets. Yep, and then we got Rob Honeyball on 96 knot over the week. Absolutely whacked him. Pretty Thank you to the umpires for taking us yeah. off with about one more. I reckon Rob would have brought up 100. He was pretty nervous at training, though. Very um, nervous. The women's team posting the highest ever total. Yeah, That's nice. Up. Yeah, um, big news. As we, as everyone who's uh, been following it knows, the, the club had a good B-grade performance a few years back and decided to enter into the A-grade competition, um, which obviously requires sort of a different level of commitment. And if I'm honest, we've sort of struggled... Um, simply with probably not having a, a deep enough roster to be competitive over the last couple of years and uh, taking on a very strong Melville outfit on Sunday at Tompkins. We managed to post four for 207 off our 46 overs. It was slightly rain-affected um, and probably would have got a few more had Nick Ayres not been forced into retiring Hurt uh, on 47. I think she's done something to her knee, so unfortunately she's out for a few weeks. Wasn't quite enough to get the win, um, as a couple of state girls took them home, but nonetheless, very positive science for the women's program. All right, nice. Okay. Getting to know the guest sponsored by Will Stibbs, who's dressed in Donald Trump kit tonight. Yeah, big um, oh, Also news, there's the Uni Sport Awards. So we yeah. have some people representing yeah, we're up the club. The, we're up for the best club, I believe. How do so, we get that? Um, don't know. Chances are, hopefully, we win it. There might be something on the Instagram tomorrow morning. We need a flag. <laughs> We do need to play. All right. Tell me a little about yourself, Sean. Um, I'm a UWA commerce student at the moment. Um, typical, typical Howard boy doesn't really know what he's doing, so he's going to... Still living in the bubble. Yeah. Still living, yeah, still living at home and um, working, working at Scotch, actually. Which okay. Is, yeah, sorry. Let's join the, the enemy. <laughs> sorry to all those uh, old Howard boys out there. For the listeners who don't know, or well, have never seen Sean before, he has piercing blue eyes. And and looks remarkably like Randall from an animation film. Yes. Yeah, I'll, see, I'll try to keep that on the down like that. I'll do my nickname, Piercing blue eyes and a massive tongue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we won't get into that. 
Um, what did you get up to over the off-season, Sean? Um, well, I actually had a bit of a bit of time to go to Bali for a couple couple of days, which Cut. was which is really good. Um, little handy groin injury got me out of Bali, so yeah, what up to over there, mate. Uh, a few of my mates were were staying in Changu at the time. Really, really nice secluded spot, but starting to get a bit more nightlife and had a, had a couple of couple of good good, good nights over there. Do you like a night out? Uh, yeah, actually, there's a funny story with you, isn't it? Recruited on the have dance floor. All the best works done. Justin yeah. Mood's got Justin Hendry from from that as well. Yeah, did, did, big recruiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might, might have to go to the might have, might have to address the women's <laughs> program. <laughs> Viv, what's your profession, Matt? Uh, I I coach batting full time, um, which. Uh, it's a nice way to live, and it means I can spend summers, uh, sorry, Perth winters in the UK, mm-hmm. which is uh, also pleasant because I'm not a big fan of the cold. Hates winter. Hate a winter. Like, I, Full time no, summer. I do like, uh, you get to wear better kit, more kit options in winter. Um, and I've got a, a lot of nice sort of coats and blazers and whatnot that I, I don't have much collecting dust. to wear. But yeah. yeah, they are collecting dust. That's the only drawback. Otherwise, sun year round. I think Corey could fit into a few of those. Well, you're, you're, not gonna let him, you're not, you're not going to let him wear them. He might do, actually. A bit too sophisticated. Well, no, I wouldn't go that far. We can try that. You can come yeah. down for a fitting. Love that. There we go. Yeah. Casual jobs at Taylor. Yeah. Anyway. Viv, we've got some questions for you right up here. Who is better to grip to, Mitch or Dal? Mitch, 100%. Good vision. Ball always swinging away. Nice, gentle pace, but usually decent carry. Easy. Lovely. 10 out of 10 then. Feeling a slip on your knees to the spinners. Explanation for that? Yeah. No, good one. I appreciate that's unorthodox. Anyone that knows me knows that I am unorthodox as a human generally. Um, I just think that there's a tendency um, at slip off the spin to be unstable and for your eyes to not be level. Um, and I think that it gives you a better grounding. And I actually, yeah, so I think your movements are a bit calmer when you stay there. And it's very rare that you're required at slip to catch them over your head off spin. So I just don't think it's really necessary. And I don't fancy, you know, chasing the ones that shoot over the keeper's head. I'll leave that to someone else. Smart tactic. Nothing to do with the old, back, old man's back you've got? Yeah, well, that's, that is becoming a factor more and more. Um, but uh, I did start doing that a few years ago before the back was so bad. And I've heard, I've seen your videos now, it's gone into the counties circuit as well. Yeah, it's um, it's taking off. Uh, Marcus Treskothic is a user. Um, I imagine he was doing it a long time ago as well. And yeah, a few other boys have been doing it. So what's next in, uh, in influencing unorthodoxy is I'm also a side saddle putter on the golf course. And I reckon that's the way forward as well. So for any budding golfers out there, happy to meet up with them and, and talk them through the, the benefits of side saddle putting. Right. I played golf yesterday and um, for the, at Wembley yep. on the old course, just the first nine. Yep. Don't play much golf. And um, it was raining in the morning, so I didn't think we'd get on. Mm. And then um, the wind died away. No rain. Great night holes. Everybody Enjoy. wins. Enjoy it. Enjoyed it. Where do you go? You, you mainly hook or slice? Slice. Big slice. Oh, I can actually pick that. I've watched you back in the net. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. 
I do play golf um, right-handed because we've got no left-handed clubs. Wow, that's skillful. Do you reckon you'd be a better left-handed golfer? That's a good question. You should try that. Mm. Anyway. Next week's podcast, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, that's to the updates. Sean, are you better friends with Daniel Moore or Malnus Brunsgaard? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm probably, I'm, me and Malnus started to get a bit of a, bit of a rapport going. Yeah. So. It's quite upset when he left, so I guess I'll have to do with Daniel for now. But Which one gets under your skin more, Daniel or Malmus? Pretty, pretty obvious. Brunsy. Big, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another big steaming redhead. <laughs> no surprise there. Every week of training for the listeners, without fail, there's two, these two bickering yeah. in the nets. Yeah, um, um, that's cool, they used to call us like the couple, like, yeah. yeah. So, Big Axel Rose would make that a trifecta. He loves getting involved in that scuffle. Yeah, it's just too, it's too easy to get under his yeah. skin. Just hit the same Rose for once and he'll fuck it Bring one back in the right hand. Now, I've got, a, I've got a rumour about you, Sean. Apparently, you've never hit a 50, but you've hit a 100. Yeah. Yeah, my, my dad actually got stuck into me for that yesterday. And he's like, Sean, man, what? You know? Keep making 40s and 20s, and uh, and you made a 100, but not a 50. I was like, oh, well, it's a bit, yeah, well, how many hundreds have you made? It was <laughs> not, not <laughs> yeah. Find the conversion rate being 100. Yeah, it's a pretty good conversion rate, isn't it? Carries on. Yeah. Well, next uh, segment Focus Mining Services Weekend Wrap Up. Um, what happened this weekend, Corey? So the fours are chasing 170. Um, believe that might be one down overnight. Yeah, um, Nishant Sampath hit yeah. 16 of their 18 before the close of play. It's no surprise. In typical fashion. No surprise he's gone out to see. He's fourth grade part of the year, isn't he? How's that playing out at, at McGillivray, what, East? McGillivray West? McGillivray East. East. McGillivray East. Yeah. There's 170 big total out there. 170, I would say, would translate to a 215 on James. Well done, to Don, well done to Don Cross as well, four for 35, for his overs there. Um, you can run us through the threes, actually. Yeah. So um, I rocked up on Saturday morning. Uh, we were playing at Iluka, I believe it's called. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Iluka 2, watching the ones in the morning, and then uh, we Sam won the toss and batted. Uh, him and Linton put on about a 80 and batted past lunch. Um. Then I came in at three, didn't hit a boundary, but lasted about 70 balls. And then um, Wade Drummond hit about a 50 knot. And yeah, we made about 260. Yeah, so good good work overall by the boys. Well done, boys. So the twos wrap up. Um, so we have, we're, we're currently on eight for, or seven for 100 and, wait, seven for 258, sorry. We went off with four overs to go in the, Day due to bad light slash a little bit of rain. So Rob Honeyball's unfortunately stranded on 96, not out. Um, he'll resume at 9.30. So if anyone wants to come watch four runs and then a celebration, feel free to come. Um, and then we've got four overs, so hopefully we can set a good total there um, against Umar. And I'll leave the rest to Viv to run us through the first grade report. Yep, first grade up at Iluka 1, which was most people's least favourite venue. Mm. And uh, we managed to win the toss on a soft top and and insert jungle up. And uh, Mitchie Drennan started us off pretty well. Uh, Moods bowled the absolute house down. 
um, extracted 20 play and misses in his first spell um, without much luck. Big Shawnee Stewart came on, bowled well from over the wicket, should have come around the wicket about three overs in, took him to about his 12th to do so, then proceeded to get three for very quickly. Um, and Moods got the key wicket to Josh Inglis, who batted very well straight after T to allow Big Bailey Richards to mop up the tail and uh, finish with maiden five, which so is big news for him. Congratulations, Bales, on the, on the polls there. Next right. one up. Next segment. We got the uh, Real Pace question sponsored by Mitchell Johnson. Um, a very... That's a high profile. <laughs> uh, first one is, what's your favourite place in the world? There you go. Um, mine would have to be uh, South Africa, in the bush in South Africa. I was thinking fine leg for you. <laughs> <laughs> Vivian? That's a good question. I'm fond of my hometown Albany, but I reckon it's a toss up between uh, Chef Chowan in Morocco and uh, Central Vietnam. Right. Yeah, lovely that's people, lovely There's lovely scenery all around, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Both moving and non moving things. Love that. Uh, Favourite cricketing memory, Sean? Um, probably, probably winning winning nineteens for um, state under nineteen was because I've ne- never won anything on the cricket field. Captain and Kale, Captain and Kale, yeah, standard fourth place for me. But um, yeah, winning nineteen was awesome, and and then getting into the final last year was really good. Nice. I'd go a bit of similar there. I reckon last year's last year's uh, semi-final win against South Perth was pretty big, and um, yeah, captioning a, an undefeated Darlow side probably would be, would be right up there. What year was that? It was all the way back in two thousand six. So a few big names, a few big names. Yeah, there's a few international caps there. But <laughs> Mitchy Marsh was a year ten, and uh, his cousin Brad uh, Brad Shepherd. Yeah, and then. And then uh, David Myers, who's had a reasonable career for Essendon Football Club, is also a good cricketer in that side. Mm, cross coders. Yeah. Um, Corey, your yes. favourite place in the world? I haven't been very, to very many places outside of Australia, but it'd have to be um, Rams Head in Walpole. It's just on the Bimman track, and you go there, and it's a, little, it's a little hut, and you get 180, you're pretty much on the strip line, you look straight down off the cliff, and straight into the water. Um, you can only see water 180 views. Um, for the context, the time that I went there, I was walking a bit track in year 12, so I think just to get there with our packs on was something that made everything special. It was the last night of that sort of trip, so that really holds my mind. I like getting back there sometimes. So, Maxie, where's your favourite place? Um, I'm not going to describe it, but if you put into your GPS, Larkin Street in Waverton in Sydney, you go to Larkin Street and you walk to the end of the street at about 7.30 p.m. Sydney time in the summer. Um, <laughs> you can go there. Just go there. Yeah. End of Larkin Street in Waverton, Sydney. It's just North Sydney. Um, yeah. 
That's my favourite place. Wow. Max Hope, while he's listening, can send yeah, us a photo. Absolutely. Hope you get yourself to Waverton. <laughs> so yeah. you put that on the social media. It's called, uh, called Larkin Street Lookout. Oh, lovely. Um, it sounds like a nice little date spot. Oh, that on cue. Next question. Best date you ever went on, Sean? Um, look, I, to be honest, I haven't been on many dates. Too busy hitting under 50. Yeah, I've actually been on one date and it didn't go very well, so I won't, I won't get into that. Yeah. We, we've got time if you'd like to elaborate. No, I just, um, like, sweaty mitts. I imagine you could do it as got a bit nervous because I was like, what are you Where'd you go? I can't remember. Yeah. Was, was it Malay? Low key chow house? I don't know. It was. Kitch? Might have been that, yeah. But um, she oh, ended up ordering a lot. A lot on the like, a lot on the menu. Alright, do I actually have to pay for this? And ended up. You were speaking out loud. Putting it on the plastic and it was quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Who, and who instigated that day? Did you you ask her on that day? Yeah, I did, yeah. Did you choose the place? It's not a famous day inside or just like. No, it wasn't actually. It was. Is that the old fashioned way? No, it was, no, it was the post post avenue job. We pick up players and we put it that avenue. Absolutely. Did. Yeah. That's. Um, uh, okay. Um, best day I went on would probably be uh, England last summer, and I was new to Tinder. And uh, I, I don't discriminate, so I cast quite a wide net. So the radius was on about 20 miles and the age range was 18 to 58. <laughs> and uh, and a, a 42-year-old fell into the web and, um, and we ended up at a, uh, at a, an ale house in East London. And I was, I was a few days into, the, uh, into my summer and I hadn't spent much time in London, don't know it well at all. And I was sort of with a mate that afternoon and I just sort of called her and I was like, oh, do you want to just come and join me in London? I'm in now because I was staying in Essex. So I was like, it's convenient if you've got time. She's like, yep. And then I said, oh, come and meet us at this place, the old blue last in uh, Shoreditch. And so I got off the phone, told my mate, oh, look, I've invited her here. And he's gone, what, here? I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, mate, I don't know that this is your first aid spot. And it was, it was quite a grubby sort of place, um, like a proper old boozer, like live music venue sort of thing. But I just thought, what a great what a great test to see a character of someone, because if she knows all the bells and whistles, I'm probably not your man. Um, and so she came along, and then that extended cross, uh, cross city into, uh, into Chelsea and South Kensington, where I ran into Tim Armstrong. Oh, this is the story, yeah. Yeah, correct. And then, uh, and then international uh, David Milan. Uh, yeah. But I won't run through the full details. Okay. Um, Hit that for another yeah. time. It's all in Sean's imagination now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Sean knows that story. We had three or four of us sitting in the room. Quite lucky, actually. Uh, okay, next segment. We have the review sponsored by ISC, who choose the goods, and uh, finally delivered the uniform. Thank you very uh, much. We've Boys got Smith, Smith and Stan. First on the run sheet, we've got Biz, but he isn't here. So, uh, Thanks, Biz. Sean, what would you like to review today? Um, I'm a bit on the spot here, but 
um, I'm going to review probably a chat in the field. Okay. Yeah. So I won't I won't do everyone, but um, we'll go we'll go to biz we'll go to biz first of all because he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> can't defend himself. Yeah. yeah, and biz is biz is uh, he doesn't he not he, He's got he's got one word he says a lot in the field and he's got a lot of Do you wanna say it? Like a lot of sighing. Come on! <laughs> Come on, mate, it's going a bit Mark Hirsch. It's a bit less Mike Hirsch than that. It's not Mark Hirsch, yeah. But um he's had a lot of sighing just and usually there's young blokes. Usually when he's captain it's come on, your name, come on, yeah. come on, and then he'll just keep saying come on. Uh, another interesting one is Josh Gallion, just hosing hosing batsmen when they play in this and he's sort of like what, what, what has he said there and then and then one time so I think someone nicked nicked on in the umpire didn't give it out and Dow really got stuck into the umpire and just you've single handedly ruined this game. That umpire us. cannot pay that for yeah, a piece, man. Yeah. Um, yeah and then we'll go to probably Josh Mason. Um, real big the wolf. The, the wolf the wolf usually consists of Either, either Rex or myself just having a little dig at him and he, he gets really, really fired up and then starts starts sort of sulking towards the boundary because <laughs> I'll take the boundary. So he doesn't say much and then, yeah, yeah that's, that's my review. What about your own chat? How, how would you rate it out of 10? More worried about um, keeping your hands dry instead of chatting. Yeah, I've got sweat. You should see the sweat gets me. So, <laughs> yeah, my, well, my chat probably consists of annoying mates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's that does provide value. That's a service added. Yeah. So yeah, that's my challenge. Mace is also my absolute favourite type person to circuit with, simply because of his dynamism on the circuit. Mm-hmm. Right? He just fluctuates, just like bouncing off both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Consistently for the whole night, and then ends up sleeping in his car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Beers, well, uh, beer, bogs, like to review. Uh, controversial, a bit personal, and I wish this was a live broadcast so I can get some feedback from the listeners. Uh, I'm going to review my. I was fortunate enough to have a date last night. Oh, well done, mate. Thanks, mate. And uh, they're few and far between for me, and I'll uh, I'll review that um, <coughs> off Tinder. So you never really know, do you? No. Um, so I got there, decided um, decided to go to the Queens on Beaufort Street. Um, Followed by if it went well to Clarence's, and we did end up at Clarence's, so that was that was nice. Got there on time. Um, however, I hadn't done um, I've done a load of laundry this week, and so the kit was a bit slapdash. Um, and so like white shoes with a chino with a pretty flare florally shirt, which isn't really my vibe, and then a jacket just for function over form because it's pretty cold. And um, managed to get there. Uh, she's all of like five foot flat, like very, very small. There's no way of you of knowing this beforehand. Is no, there? well, I knew that she she wouldn't be six foot, but five flat is is small. Um, Compared to your six foot six. six. Yeah, exactly. And so the the bonus, the best part of the night, what set us off on the right foot was that we actually met on a stairwell, where she was, you know, sort of at. Six six high, um, so that was good. Um, 
just want to make sure this won't go out. She won't be listening. That's perhaps the problem. Is do we have a wide audience? Does it extend to the ethnic Thai minorities of Yanjaba by any chance? No, we're we're, oh, we're currently in contact with them. Yanjaba's the way. That's a wide But um, no, look, it went okay, and. Um, She's, uh, she's pretty, pretty noble in her work. She works uh, as an advisor um, for people struggling with their, their employers and stuff like that. Um, however, and she has a, a, a dream is to um, work within human rights law in, um, for the UN. And like some blokes are leg men. I'm like a human rights law man. So that, that got my state of arousal rolled up, which is good. And uh, yeah, no, good, good conversation. And, but as is the case, at the conclusion of the date, um, seems most of the dates I go on, they are inevitably extremely busy for the next few weeks. Mm. Um, so I'm noticing a bit of a trend there. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Maybe that's it. Either way. It's a nice review. Matt, oh, you've got a review. What yeah, it's um, not like me to review something. But um, on Tuesday night, I went and saw... Um, the new movie directed by Bradley Cooper, A Star Is Born. I watched that Tuesday night as well. On VMAX at 6.30. Um, the story behind it is in the morning, I mean, in the afternoon, I got home at about 5.45 and no one was home and I was like, hang on, isn't this movie at 6.30? Anyway, I'm calling up my, bro- my, my brother who I'm going with and they're like, nah, it's at 7.30. So 6.30, anyway, so there, we've got real pace getting to this movie. So we get there on time, so we're happy. You know, like, could have gone all stray, but there at the movie. Anyway, this movie has just blown me away. Like, yeah. in the past 36 hours since I've seen it, I can't stop thinking about it. Um, I wrote, like, a little review. Like, I, had to, I, I came home and I had to, like, write some stuff down, you know? So I... Um, Went home and like I downloaded like a Rotten Tomatoes, like I signed up and made like a Rotten Tomatoes account. Specifically, specifically this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went and wrote, this is Mrs. My Review of A Star Is Born. Without conquering heartbreak, A Star Is Born is the type of piece in which you think of your existence as my life before I watched A Star Is Born and my life after I watched A Star Is Born. This film combines journey and love and death Perhaps the cornerstones of human life, all digested through a common ground in music. The voice, a guitar, and a piano, in addition to Cooper and Gaga, playing a band called Your Heart in this beautiful tale, a tale which deserves to be told once again. So, A Star Is Born um, was originally created in like 1936, and heaps of remakes have been made. Um, I'm fortunate in some ways that I didn't know the story or hadn't seen the trailer or anything before I went and watched it. But mum was like, this is like a really great story. Let's go as a family because my, my, my dad's in Melbourne at the minute. And um, yeah, we went and watched it and I was thoroughly blown away. If, any, if anyone who's listened to it has seen the movie, I really want to talk about it with you. Yeah, um, I have goosebumps. So because it you. is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I'm going straight to the movie. I mean, Brad, Brad, like, the thing that blew me away was Bradley Cooper like, singing at the start of the like, world. Jesus, like, yeah. just someone else's voice. It sounded like Eddie Vedder off Pearl Jam. Yeah. Now, that is his voice. I watched Pearl Jam live in England this summer. Actually. Really? Incredible voice. Apparently, he spent a lot of time with Eddie Vedder. 
Yeah, like I know. Because um, Bradley, I think Cooper was like, he spent three years doing it because this is his like directorial debut. And um, yeah, anyway, just a highly, highly recommend. I don't know if I love it. I'm just like, I'm struggling to digest it. You know? Uh, I'd yeah. love a follow-up next week. Mm. I'd love to know how it's settled on you. Yeah. yeah. Mind that one, put that in the diaries next Yeah, week. I will. Anyway, enough of that. I meant it. Alright. Holman fan questions. Lighthearted note. Um, why is Biz State still playing cricket? Does <laughs> anyone want to answer that? Does <laughs> anyone want to answer that? I've heard the rumour is because he can't score, he's still scoring above 100 on the golf course. Yeah. So he needs to come to cricket to take six catches, I believe. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. In, yeah, Biz has decided to grind out a nine to five and there's a huge disconnect between his sort of desired life path and the one that he's on and, and cricket is sort of the balance and it's... Sometimes he wants to be here, sometimes he doesn't. He loves taking slips catches. Yes. Which brings me to my question that's going to be aimed at both of you. What's better, a 70 not out or three good genuine grips? Yeah, unless the 70 not out is absolutely pivotal in the game situation and wins you a game, I'm I'm going to take three good snaffles. I think he's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Who is going to be in better shape come 50? Sean or Viv? Now, originally it was Biz and Viv, which is quite an easy question to answer. But <laughs> this is a bit more difficult. Yeah, that's a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think if I go down, go down the Will Stewart path, I'm going to put real sort of... I've got a little bit of a belly. But still, we could probably right. look at our respective fathers. Yeah. Both come from the same part of the world yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, gee, I don't know. My dad's probably got some years on you, though. How old's your old man? Um, oh, he's 58, I think. Okay. So he's, my, my old man's 68. Yeah. So, yeah, the thing, the thing with that is if I... You know, if I really want to have a blowout, I think I'm going to... Have a big summer blowout. Yeah, like, if I'm like, just throw, you know, I'm 40 now, just yeah, let yourself go a bit. Yeah, I could really look like I'm sort of if you water him. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon you're... The thing is, I, I, I know that, T, we've both got quite thick heads of hair. Yeah. I know that I'm not going to lose my hair, and I think that's pretty important. Yeah, but, but I, the glint in your sparkly eyes is mm. probably, mind you, we don't know if you're going to be able to grow a decent beard. Yeah, and I also think that that's pretty key, particularly as you age. Yeah, well, Dad hasn't got one, and he says it's because he's evolved more. So right, he's, <laughs> yeah, that's, he's um, saying he evolved more. He, yeah, he's <laughs> you know he's got no hair. <laughs> We're, Is your dad a fictional character? That lends to Sam Howison's point from last week's podcast. Which was? Wanting to be totally hairless yeah, from... Yeah, uh, does lend to Howie's one. <laughs> he has a desire, his to, desire to be yeah. totally hairless from chin to toe. Wow. Not, not even, good for your warmth. Not even a cool body temperature. We've got a strand of arm there. Doesn't want it. Doesn't want it. All right, next. A lot of these fan questions. Thanks very much for the fan questions, by the way, but... 
A lot of them are directed at uh, Biz. I do have one though from Rex. Um, for the movies, do you think human morality is learned or innate? That's a good question. I'm actually really keen to hear Max's thoughts on this as well. And I reckon we might have even discussed it briefly last year, potentially. But for my mind, we... For my mind, morality is innate. As in, we, we have... Uh, a fundamental idea. I think we are built to love. We are built as empathetic creatures. However, that can be uh, conditioned through your environment and it either strengthens your sort of moral resolve and gives you a clearer moral compass or you can veer off that. Um, so that would be my that would be my response. Um, my response would be that in every person's mind, unless you have some sort of... Unless you, uh, you're struggling... No matter what path you're going, you still think you're walking straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. No matter what you're doing. Um, but that comes with very much... Viv was very right in that. I think I also believe that people are much more impressionable than they actually think they are. Um, no matter what age you are, you're still very much a creature in a world which is very big. Um, and its power after 2,000 years post-Jesus, we still don't understand the power of the world, you know? Um, so it's a topic which is... which is, it's, it's, I think that's why it's a topic of such, like, um, discussion. That's do you, do you think that... Um, do you think that our, our duty as human beings or, like, your, your biggest moral duty is to actually be conscious about your own morality? To, to have an opinion, to explore ideas? Um, I was thinking about that before, and then I re- I, over the past few months I've been thinking about this. And um, I was like, what's the most important thing for me to do? And then I thought, I was thinking like 10 years, 20 years down the track, and I thought about the, the, the people that I might create in life, you know? Um, so then I, like, I started going to the gym, stopped eating like bad food, I don't really drink much anymore. Um, um, you know, stuff, stuff like that. And I was like, whenever I'm doing something, even though I'm young, I'm thinking about what would, how would that impact like my child or my family, you know? Because bloodlines and families are like, I think if everyone worries about the future, then we're going to be in good stead. That's, that goes with like climate change as well, because that's obviously a, a topic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my response to that. Lovely response there, Max. There's, there's some, yeah, it, the air's got heavy in here. Yeah. <laughs> it has. I think like we could discuss that for a while. <laughs> He's, well, a couple of lagers turn the microphones off. I'll get involved as well. <laughs> you wait. Um, we don't. We do have another one. Who's the rarest bloke in the club? That's a. It's a big one. Oh no! Easy. Tom Walker. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> See, please. I actually think Tom Ball is the nicest person in the club. He's the nightmare. See, I love him. I love him to bits. Like love him to bits. I think he's a great bloke. But like, just he's a great bloke. Like, as as Hershey would say, you you give him. 
Tom, can you go get five tennis balls? You'll come back with a basketball or volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like he's just off the charts, like. And so he'd be batting in the nets, and first ball he faces, he like he'll block it, like really, really like a half volley, he'll block it. Yeah. And then the next ball he'll run down and stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That like, does happen in <laughs> games as well. He's notorious for running at the bowler first ball, and then the next ball getting a volley and blocking it back yeah. on the pitch. But like provides. Unbelievable entertainment. Always brings brings energy and yeah. And he's a a very nice guy and very caring. Yeah. So yeah. That's actually a great call. He's very much um there's a lot, there's a wide range of Tommy Ball Club, isn't it? A few alter egos in there, I think. Like a few personalities. And I reckon there's more to Tom behind like behind the club that I haven't seen. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. I actually had a good. He came down to my place on Tuesday night. Actually, Tommy Ball. Yeah. And I've I've not known him obviously for you know what is it over a year, and uh, always always liked him, but didn't really get him. And uh, he came around for a couple of vinos actually, um, straight ask. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, we had a good we had a good chat actually. Um, he's got two siblings. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of them just graduated from high school. Yep, just graduated last year. So well done on graduating. Yep. And and he's got a brother in uh, Melbourne, I think. Yeah. In Melbourne. So anyway, all I know is that he uh, he drives up, he gets up at about three thirty a.m. and he and he drives up for a five a.m. hit with Hershey all the time. Mm. So that's he's very committed to us. Yeah. To his cricket. Nick, rarest person at the club. um, Tell you what. Big Corey rocks right up there. <laughs> um, Surprised this hasn't come sooner. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm I'm on his I'm on his vibe though. I'm on his wavelength, but but he's certainly right up there in the rare stakes. Um, Rex, Rex Strickland would be like a bit stricken. But the thing about Rex, I reckon he's really weird on the surface, but he's actually not that weird. Goes outwardly to be weird. Outwardly weird. All right, okay. As a defence mechanism, you reckon? Perhaps. I'll tell, oh, tell you who is. I'll tell you who is rare. Is Muda. Like Muda, Like you talk to him a bit about about art. Talk to him about poetry. Um, and he's he's got a lot to offer. And um, as I said, I'm all for rare cats. Okay, Life's so too boring without them. We're saying rare, like as in diff, like different, just diff, on a different, different idea. Yeah, it's like he's a rare different. character you'd come across. Dal. Dal's Dal. pretty rare. Yes. Yeah. We are a bunch of rare characters here. And that's, but that is, that is why we're here. Led by, led by rare rare characters in Will Stibbs. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Will Stibbs is the rarest bloke in the world. That is is true. (laughs) Anyway, thanks very much for um, coming on the podcast, Sean and Viv. Thanks again, Corey, for hosting. No worries. Um, Very much. To finish coming up the next couple of weeks, we have all the exams. So, since we are the students, we wish all the best to all those currently at uni and studying hard for their, could be their last exams of undergrad or like the president last Yeah, exam. becoming an engineer in a few weeks. Yeah, last, exam, last exams of masters, so best of luck to all. Um, thank you very much, boys. Thank you, Cheers. Cheers.